Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek, Jamie, and Eric here. You got the power trio. Yeah. yeah two guys, one Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Let's jump right in. Dave Chappelle, tell us about it. Yeah, Dave Chappelle is going to be hosting SNL on November 12th, and people are not happy. Um, so according to some sources, uh, a lot of the writers are boycotting. They don't want to do it. They're not interested after all of his homophobic jokes. Um, but apparently none of the actors are boycotting. This is fascinating to me because Dave Chappelle hosting SNL, it's happened before, and it used to be one of the most highly yeah. anticipated, exciting events. Dave Chappelle was like a king of comedy, and now he's radioactive. Writers don't want to write for him. He's become this controversial figure, given his comedy about trans uh, you know, trans issues, and people think he's transphobic and so forth. And there is a, a non-binary trans writer on the show now. Yes. yes. Celestium. And, yes. Yeah. It's a writer, and there's also, I believe, a trans member of the cast. Is that not true? Or just I a writer? Not, I had not uh, heard that. Non-binary, I believe. Non-binary. There yeah. is a non-binary member of the cast <laughs> as well. So this issue is at the forefront. I think SNL is at this weird inflection point where it lost a lot of cast members. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, it, a lot of people think like the show seven is... seven from last season? Something seven like seven. And core members, all yeah. they have sort of for continuity is Keenan at this point. And, uh, you know, Chris Red's gone. All these people are gone. And so Dave Chappelle coming should shake things up, get you some ratings, get you some anticipation, but it's really backfired. Well, I feel for these actors because the actors, this these are their dreams. They get cut left and right that first yeah. season. You do not want to piss off King Lauren. If King Lauren says that that uh, Dave Chappelle can host, then you need to do what King Lauren says. I think so that's right. even if they have these opinions, no one's going to stand up and say anything. You don't like you don't throw your career away. No. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's definitely not going to be the cast because the older cast members have worked with Dave multiple times sure. now. And so they probably know him and are like, oh, okay, we're okay with it. Because most comedians did stick up for Dave. Absolutely. Yeah, but those new cast members, it's a they're different, not going to say anything. This is really like a, a generational clash because Lauren Michaels is quite old. I, I don't know his personal feelings on cancel culture and wokeness, but I venture to say he's kind of like Harvey, like sort of sick of it and doesn't want to exactly. like cancel but, guys like Dave Chappelle have who but, have been good to the show. But... Dave Chappelle's hosting SNL. Where did he get canceled? No, fair. Although, but, although but if writers look, don't want to work on it, they don't have to. And this is remember very recently last season, Elon Musk. A lot of people on the staff had issues with that and and boycotted that. Mm-hmm. They this all make jokes about it on the through, show. Through the history Elon. of the show, back in the the nineties, Andrew Dice Clay hosted, and some of the cast members refused to be in sketches with him. So true. There's a precedence for this. Yeah, I think the tolerance for, you know, going forward, though, is less than it used to be. It used to have, like, a controversial person come on and maybe you'd get some headlines, but you wouldn't have writers sit out. I don't remember that. Do you remember writers sitting out a week because of the nature of the views of the host? I don't even remember that for no. Elon. Like, did people sit out for Elon's episode? No, but this was this was Elon pre the current monster he is. I think if Elon today... <laughs> yes. He was he was sort of coming to be yeah. the monster, but he wasn't quite he arrived. Get, his crown wasn't fitted yet, but like yeah. it was at the shop. <laughs> um, but the thing, it's so, it is so interesting because obviously the things that he said, you know, all the homophobia, transphobia, terrible, but then there is the argument of like, well, what's comedy and what's allowed and yes. what's what is art versus what is hate? And especially it, on Saturday Night Live, exactly. which has a record of being offensive itself sometimes. Yes. yes. 
and pull up some old sketches and see how well they hold up. Oh, I, God. <laughs> they, the things that everybody just cross-dressing and this and that, and they would never do today, but... It is, I feel for the writers, I feel for for the performers, it is a weird spot to be in. Let me ask you a question. So in this episode, is Dave Chappelle going to lean into the controversy, which he sometimes likes to do? He, he's not a troll, I wouldn't say, but he's not afraid of ruffling a few well, feathers, sort of or is he going to do a very safe it's, show? No, it's sort of become his brand since the closer, the special he did. Like, his stand-up now, he talks a lot about the gay community and the trans community, like, and will he, the he has perform- leaned very hard into it. Okay, so then my next question is, will the performers, who it sounds like are going to go forward, even though some of the writers who they stand in solidarity with are sitting this one out, will they dutifully perform whatever Dave Chappelle wants to do, including arguably transphobic skits? I, I don't think he's going to come out and do, no. you know, some sort of stereotypical gay character. Like, but, I, don't, but I hope not, but it's I, become kind of his brand. I don't think do he will do that exactly, but remember last time he hosted in 2020, he just kind of went off script a lot. Yes. Yeah. Talk, like, yes. He dropped, yes. dropped the N word several times. Yes. Kind of threw the cast off, which normally Lauren Michaels bans host for for ad living. He hates that because yeah. he's like, this show has to work by people sticking to the script. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but Dave Chappelle's always gotten a pass for that. Yes. So what is he going to do? My my sense is he won't do it. it. He won't do a safe show. But when he did his comedy special that was so controversial, he made a note of it that he said, "This is the last time I'm speaking on these issues, so I'm going to get it all out in this one special." And everyone said, "Oh my God, that's horrific!" Or a lot of people said, yeah. "That's horrific, and we want to cancel you." But he did say, "I'm not going to become this kind of comedian who just traffics in uh, comedy that is good for shock value." That, I don't think that's what Dave Chappelle wants to be. He wants to be no, funny. He's, he wants to, not he does not want to be a, a shock. He doesn't want to be Andrew Dice Clay. That's, that's right. not his thing. I don't but, think. I hope we'll see, so. But, th- but this is the, the thing for SNL. People are going to watch. You know, so so it's interesting. There are all these reports that the room of writers uh, were were sort of not participating and sitting this out. Dave's rep says, actually, I went there. The room was full of writers. They all pitched ideas and seemed very excited about it. And uh, Dave's looking forward to having some fun. So there are different stories out there about the level of boycott we're going to actually see. And, and it's hard to know because they're writers. So if the performers are there, it's going to look like a regular show. Well, the, the room can still be full of writers in several or not. Yeah. Correct. But but if I mean, obviously he's been meeting with them. The show's airing in a couple of days. It's it's being written and rehearsed right now. So if there was a huge issue, Dave would know. Yeah. I think that's right. And he's and he's been on the show before, so he's 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 I think he's got a feel for it, a little bit of the pulse of like what SNL is like in normal it, circumstances and in abnormal circumstances. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with it's that. It's gonna get good ratings. I think you're yeah, right. This people is gonna want to watch a lot of curiosity. All right, um, let's move on to Kanye. We haven't talked about him for a while, so yeah, yeah Kanye Adidas. Well, we're talking more about Adidas right now because yeah. they are going to be selling Yeezys. Mm-hmm. They just aren't going to call them that. So this is the I would love to know how Kanye negotiated his deal with Adidas. So he owns the copyright to Yeezy, mm-hmm. but most of the designs are probably owned. the trademark. But yeah, yes. yeah, uh, but the designs are owned by Adidas. So they are right. going to keep selling these shoes that look like Yeezys. They just can't call them that. They won't be branded as such. Yeah. They'll just be the design because the design's very popular, right? I'm, I'm, right. I'm cool with it. But, I, but but who I'm for, for Adidas and you know, they're going to lose what half a billion dollars in the next year I think yes. off this the splitting ways with Kanye. Who's the audience for this? Because Kanye fans are not going to buy it. Non Yeezy Adidas Yeezys and it's, and are probably mad at Adidas yeah, for turning their back on Kanye. They're boycotting that. Yes, and Adidas fans don't want the stink of Kanye on their shoes. Right. So it, it's it's. Who are you pleasing here? Maybe Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> yeah. You seem all about it. You're Grab all... me a cute color. I agree. Make gotta... them comfy, and I, I'm sign me up. 
I, uh, yeah. you know, I, I hate, it makes me sound sort of strident about these things, but I don't think you can pull the stink off of Yeezy shoes just by saying they're now called, uh, you know, Adidas. Breezies. Yeah, they're Breezies. I like breezies. They will always be seen as Yeezys. The swastika will always be seen as an emblem of the Nazi party. All right, party. well, I would like mine without swastika. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to rub those out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have these just without swastikas? Yeah, do the ones without them um, on the heel? But do, do people love the design of the shoe so much they really just want it? Or was it just because they love Kanye well, and wanted his shoe? Good point. I never bought them. I, so I they have evolved so much now that then they got so weird, like plasticky looking. The original ones, all brands make little knockoffs of them. The, when they were just kind of the, I can't, what kind of fabric is that even? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do you meshy, know what I mean? The I meshy, it became like the, a very the, big the trend. The foamy ones look like melted Crocs. Yes. I don't but know why you want to wear I'm that. telling you, you go to Old Navy and you're going to find a $5 knockoff of it. So oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah. You you'll, are. You'll find the cheap melted Crocs. Sure. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Because I've seen them. And, I guess. But, yeah, but, but just these shoes, like, I, I don't know who Adidas is going to be pleasing with this. Kanye fans right. will not support this. No, Kanye people who hate will... Kanye will not support this. Right. Well, you so, certainly you, you got to pick a master to serve, right? And, and they're serving nobody. You can't sell them for as much as as you would for a Yeezy for Kanye's name, I would imagine. But why yeah, no. not just depart? You've made the decision, which is very difficult. Hit your bottom line very hard to cut ties with Kanye. You have to with Kanye. You have to go through the painful process of you know, pulling your brand and, and disentangling yourself. It seems like they're kind of trying to, you know, chart well, a middle path. don't you think path. we have warehouses and warehouses full of shoes? I don't think they're going to be making, like, So you think they're just moving new. the existing product, yeah. the inventory. Well, yeah, they do. Have, they, I mean, they've already lost a huge chunk of money. You're not going to just eat the cost of all these shoes sitting in these warehouses. Yeah, I think so they're, you, they're sitting they, in the warehouse. Just the inventory, but because they won't make any new shoes. I don't know. We'll see how well, it sells. Remember, because yeah. Adidas took... Like when all the Kanye things started coming out, the anti-Semitic stuff, we people like roasted Adidas because it took them what a weekend, yeah, to cut ties with him, mm -hmm. which seemed like a long time in social media time, but in business, two days is not a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So yeah. obviously, all these things were already in production. They already were looking ahead to what they were going to be doing in 2023. So now they're saddled with this, right? What do we do? A lot of people will be okay. I mean, an Adidas shareholder is going to say, "You have a responsibility as a company that I invest in to sell your product and and make money yeah. for the bottom line." And so they're going to give them a pass. They're saying, "Look, it doesn't line Kanye's pockets. It just gives money to Adidas shareholders. So we're okay with this. And you actually have a responsibility to do something with this inventory. If you burn it in a bonfire, you're just burning value." Yeah. So. Interesting. I, I think morally they're gonna have a tough road. It, to it will be if you, when you see people out wearing post Kanye Yeezys. Yeah. What, what, do, what you do you think, think about, about that person? person? Yeah. Not even good or bad. I mean, we'll just, know. We'll know I'm when Jamie curious, comes like, in her new, her <laughs> yeah. new Breezies. Yeah. We're like gonna have a live know. experiment of that. Her, her like Jay Breezies. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. Your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started 
at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Um, all right, let's move to uh, another story. So Peacock is releasing this documentary called Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies. Obviously, the true crime genre is huge in the wake of Dahmer and all the other true crime series. Um, they want to capitalize on it. This is about Casey Anthony, the very famous case where a mother allegedly killed her uh, toddler child. It wasn't an infant. It was a yeah. two-year-old. And was acquitted. And was acquitted. Uh, but Casey Anthony has been very quiet since then. She's given a few comments, but no live interview appearances. And during this trial, her most vocal critic, when it was all the rage, I mean, this was big like Nancy, uh, uh, like Natalie Holloway. This was yeah. all over the news for a period of time. Um, Nancy Grace, a former prosecutor who was a talking head and talks about like legal cases, would just rip into Casey Anthony. Uh, you know, Call her horrible things. It became Nancy Grace's claim to fame. Like really when I, when I think Nancy Grace, I think Casey Anthony. Top They're so mom. intertwined. Yeah, yes. top mom. Top mom. Yeah, that's right. That's mom. right. Yeah. So Nancy Grace would rip into her. So obviously, this thing coming out, people are curious. Well, what do you think of it? Uh, she doesn't have very kind things to say about it. Take a listen to this. She was on TMZ Live. Because they're gonna make money. That's why they're doing it, and it's on us whether we watch it or not. And I would like to point out that I was contacted by this group when the director was still working on it, to have a sit down with Tottenham Casey Anthony under these conditions. And I said, absolutely not. Because when I learned, I couldn't ask the questions I wanted. I couldn't control what was happening. No way, because she's gonna do exactly what we predict. She's gonna have softball questions and lie her way through it with no one to test her, such as under cross-examination. The old prosecutor in Nancy came out. She used to try cases and she's, you know, to her credit, she's not uh, she's true to her word. I like I like Nancy Grace because she believes these things. And she also was unwilling to sit down for the interview. If she was yeah. on here, sort of like I sat with her, but I I got the questions in I wanted and you knew she was sort of paid to be involved in it. It would feel different. But she said, no, I actually refused to because yeah. they wanted to do kind of a puff piece or something that I wouldn't uh, want to participate and have my name behind. And she's true to her word. Well, she, she wanted to rip into Casey Anthony. Obviously, very clearly believes that that Casey Anthony murdered her child. Yes. So, you have to have some sort of conviction. You don't want to help make money for somebody that you think did that. You don't want to help them rehab their image with the public. If you really believe they did it, you're not going to be involved. And she's not. Do you and think I there's respect that. any chance that Casey Anthony comes out of this looking better? May, you, honestly, this sounds insane. But, yeah. So this case was 2011. Yes. People soften over like the, the, if you don't really remember it, if you weren't following it that much and you just watch this you could be like oh well maybe she didn't or you could start to feel sorry for her because she's controlling the narrative I that's just, right but the and she's gonna paint because we watched the trial you remember this the yes. facts are facts that she didn't contact anybody her kid was missing for 30 days and she'll have some sad reason why i'm interested though oh. i'm interested but i do how, think how she coped with it by partying and so forth like there yeah. were bad I, I do, facts that to, she's gonna have to wrestle with to peacock's credit i do think it's interesting the title of the special is casey anthony where the truth lies yes is it saying, okay, this is the truth, that she didn't do it, and we're going to reveal it, or is it implying that Casey Anthony's the truth and she's lying? Yeah, if you're like, doing, uh, don't put the t- word Yeah, Casey lies, Anthony, where please. the truth lies. Like, she, that, that almost tells you in the title, she's lying to you. This is just so <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of I, saying I never, that. I never, I never, yeah, it yeah. It is yeah. such an odd move on her part that if, let's say she truly didn't do it, she's been laying low in Florida for years, 
why would people finally have I forgotten don't... her face? She can go to Trader Joe's and get some yeah, whatever. That's, that's the thing. Why? why? Why dredge this up again? Oh, oh I weird. think I don't think she leads a normal existence. I think she's a pretty distinct looking person who, when you see her, she, she things is, are shouted like kid but, murderer. But it's but it's, but it's but it's been over a decade at this point. I imagine that has lessened no, a bit from no, what it was. No, has it, has it she faded wasn't, with she OJ? Wasn't, has it OJ, faded? Casey Anthony's not OJ Simpson. He was already very very famous. Football player, actor. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, this was a pretty high profile. It was not OJ. You see, her, you see her at Macy's and you think, did I go to college with her? You don't go, hey, there's a chick that killed her kid. Yeah, or you think like, are you? or I would think like, ah, that lady looks kind of like Casey Anthony. Hey, remember her? But if I see OJ stroll in, I know it's OJ. And yeah, I, you're making it sound like only celebrities can have horrible cases follow them around. But, you know, people who are just involved in court cases no, it, become iconic it does in themselves. Follow the Night her, Stalker, but, Jeffrey Dahmer, these are figures that... I would not also... know the Night Stalker at Trader Joe's. You wouldn't? No! What if he waved you and you saw the pentagram I, on his? Well, he he's cute? he's dead, so he'd probably be a little yeah. weird. Um, oh my god, a skeleton! No, at the I'm saying store. she's still she will always be Casey Anthony, but yeah. I'm sure it's much less now than it was a decade ago. She I looks agree with so. Her. Why put your face back on this yes. special and why why do this? to And apparently again? she's not being paid by Peacock. Obviously, she will make money off of licensing licensing the photos of, of Kaylee and you know she'll all make money. Loopholes. Maybe that, maybe she's just doing it for money. But well, that'll drag but, her through a whole other news cycle if she's monetizing her murderous well, like. But but that's the thing. So the, the, escapade. Obviously, the two things are either she did it or she didn't. If she did it. And she's the only repository of the truth. Yeah, but I'm saying, so if she did it, why would you put yourself back out there and do this again? If you didn't do it and you went through all this, why put yourself I, out there and go through I, it again? A whole Either new way, I don't. To judge I don't yeah. understand. She wants to clear her name, and look, she must look at the landscape and say, "Wow, this Jeffrey Dahmer series just." cultivated some sort of begrudging sympathy for a monster like Jeffrey Dahmer. A lot of people had problems with that because they said it humanizes him. It gives a whole long arc and all of a sudden Jeffrey Dahmer is this sort of strange but maybe tormented soul and you you, you naturally when you watch someone on, on television you feel empathy. You don't just mm -hmm. feel anger. For When you watch someone for a long period of time it's impossible to hold all those negative feelings the entire time and she's thinking look this will soften me. Nancy Grace is not going to pepper me with questions. I'm going to get to just tell my story. You can't do that in a courtroom setting because Nancy Grace or the prosecutor gets to gets to pepper you and show all your inconsistencies. She's got a friendly documentarian who's going to allow her to like elaborate. I think she thinks it will improve her image. I mean, maybe it's just a cash grab, and that's certainly what Nancy thinks and sounds like what you guys think. But she may think this will soften her image. I, I think her image is worse than you guys think. I think this woman roams around Florida and people yell like "you disgusting murderer," no, and she wants to improve. I'm that. sure they do. But I think it's fewer people now than it was mm -hmm. in 2012. Yes. You, you so why rile up those other people? And it could get worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Let yeah. me remind you of the facts of this case. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a totally fair yeah, point. Like, and probably. Hello, true. I'm Casey Anthony. You may remember me from such murders as Kaylee. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, what? Yes. don't do that. Yeah. It does have a little bit of Troy McClure to it. <laughs> a little bit. Um. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, look, we're going to see it live. Are you going to be interested in watching that? I am, and that's right. the thing that I don't. I don't know <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. Somebody tell me while I'm sitting in my Yeezy. Well, because you're going to be DVRing the Dave Chappelle thing at the same exactly. time. So, right. Right. Yeah, so, many, so much good content. Uh, another sad story. Shall yeah. we just go to more sad Let's news? Let's pivot. Yeah. Um, Aaron Carter. So this story, you know, it just keeps getting sadder. So apparently he never had a, a closure conversation with his brother Nick and his twin sister Angel. Um, they were estranged at the time, but apparently Aaron felt 
that they were on good terms when he had died. So a lot of messiness went on over the years. Um, Nick and Angel both had restraining orders against him. Um, he had threatened both of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Nick said that Aaron had threatened to, to kill his, his pregnant, pregnant wife. wife. Yeah. And then um, he had said he was going to send hitmen to Angel and yeah. her family. Big old bucket of yuck mess. Um, but apparently Angel had gotten word to Aaron somehow. I don't know whether that's through a friend, whether they were not supposed to be in contact, according to the law. But he, she had gotten a message to him that she wished him well, wanted him to get healthy. And apparently that brought Aaron a lot of peace. So when he did die, he felt that they were on the road to repairing their relationship. But Nick never felt that. No. No, but we know after Aaron died, when Nick performed at the Backstreet Boys, said how he always loved his brother and always, you know, they weren't all, they were they had their problems, but he loved him. Yeah, I think you can love your brother and feel the need to protect your family when your Absolutely. brother goes off the rails. It's a very very sad story to feel that emptiness and the loss. I mean, it is his baby brother. I take him at his word. I don't think there's any insincerity. No, of uh, with That's what's your going brother, on. but addiction is difficult. real and and mental illness is real. And at a certain point, and, you have to protect your own family you know, over. I guess if you want to yeah. look for, for silver linings in it, that Aaron maybe felt that they were in an okay spot before he died. Exactly. So at least there's that. And Nick probably knows that. And that's comforting, I'm sure, to Nick, even though yeah. he didn't feel and, they and were Nick in a good spot. And probably knows that they were as good as they could have been. Mm-hmm. Because I think had they been able to have that closure conversation, they wouldn't have had those problems in the first place. I think, you know, had yeah. had Aaron been able to get himself together and and keep his head right and stay clean, there wouldn't have been issues between them. Nick no. would have happily gotten rid of restraining orders and been like, okay, I, you know, you could welcome somebody back because I think... You know, I'm projecting here, but I would assume Nick and Angel knew that it was the addiction. Of course. Yes. And and if Aaron could mm. conquer that, then all is forgiven. I'm sure Nick knows that, but the, the survivor's guilt that Nick must be feeling must be tremendous because much of Aaron's life was defined by Nick's success. Nick mm-hmm. was out in front. He was a member of the Backstreet Boys. He sort of you know, set the path of their lives. And Aaron was always seen, at least by the public, as sort of chasing his brother's fame, maybe riding coattails. He did have his own success. He was successful, but, but he was I never, he his success was always so small compared to the Backstreet Boys. Yes. And Aaron, or Nick, is entitled to have his own career and, and pursue his own successes and, and accomplishments. But he undeniably is a source of a lot of what was going on in Aaron's head. And he knows that. Um, now, whether it was turned into addiction, I, I don't want to speculate on that. People, you know, turn to drugs for all sorts of reasons. But there has to be an element of Nick blaming himself. And that's yeah. unfortunate. I feel for Nick because... Because he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't because deserve also the to thing feel is, that way, but it's impossible not to because, feel that way. Because Aaron was, what, nine years old when he released his first album. Yeah. Like He was so, so young. But you forget... Remember, Nick was the youngest of the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. He was, what, 14, 15, 16? Yeah. And so he was he going was, through his own growing pains yeah, and managing so was, fame and success. I yeah. mean, honestly, he's an example of, like, child star, somebody who managed to navigate it fairly well. Yeah, yes. and they he had, had... bumps, but I mean, he, he was one of the most he, famous he, people he on Earth but, before he was 20. And yes. they also, they had issues with their parents of being stage yeah. monsters. Gosh. And I just... He, so Aaron really not... I mean, it is a fact, though, that the door was open because of Nick, and he was thrown into 100%. this role, and he was famous. Sure. And I had a really good friend in high school who was his dancer while we were in high school, and the stories she would tell me were insane. I mean, uh, Aaron's dancer. Yes, yeah. she was Aaron's backup dancer. And the stories were insane, just even at 16 of like, oh, God, going out and doing these crazy things. And when he died, she she messaged me and all she said was, it's so sad that child stars don't get the help they need. 
it, it's remarkable yeah. how we repeat these things over and over mm-hmm. again because there is a natural appetite for child stars. It will, they will always ex- exist. And every generation has their version of, oh, man, I wish that person had some help. Will they find a better path? When we were growing up, it was Drew Barrymore was like the party yeah. girl for a while. And well, she, she really had, bowed, been rehabbed she twice corrected. by the time she was 12. But now look Michael at Michael Jackson she's famously. She's like, like our America's flower girl. So some of them do yeah. find their way Very. to like a healthy lifestyle, but some of them just don't and it, it's, it's very it's, very it's, sad. well it's like for for any child famous or not it's it's who you have around you yes you know any child who has horrible parents or people abusing them or, or taking advantage in some other way whether they're famous or not their life is still messed up yeah you need someone to kind of be able to come in and save you and aaron didn't have that person to set that no. up and then it, it hit a point where you know, Nick couldn't come in and save him. He had yeah. to help himself, but he didn't know how. And the road is just littered. It's, it won't be the last one either. Corey Haim, they just all pop into your mind whenever you hear a story like this. It's they sad. just never figure it out. And then the transition to your 30s and 40s is tough when you're a child star and you're not at, having the same success. All right, let's move to our last story, which is not funny, <laughs> but really cringy. So yeah. uh, KFC. So KFC is obviously a global brand. Uh, there's many of them all across the world, including Germany. Uh, and they sent out uh, a tweet um, an app alert. Sorry, it's an app alert yesterday. Yesterday was November 9th, I believe. Yes. And the, uh, the app said, hey, it's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. <gasps> Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken now <laughs> at KF Cheese. <laughs> so for those, of you, for those of you who don't know what Kristallnacht is, that was the German pogrom. It was a night when uh, literally people, sto- Nazis stormed the streets and they broke a bunch of windows. Kristallnacht just means broken glass. And they killed, I believe, 90 people. It was sort of was, considered the start of... It's, it's the night when the, the simmering the, hatred of Jews that yes. Nazis had just fully exploded on the streets. And, uh, and from I'll there, it's World War II and the Holocaust. deeply somber occasion, yes. particularly in Germany. It's one thing if this KFC and somewhere else said this message. That's, yeah. In t- yeah. I'll tell you what it's not. It's not a day for tender cheese on your crispy chicken. <laughs> this is my question. It's First a day foremost, to remember, not a day to celebrate. Is any yes. day a day for tender cheese on your chi- crispy chicken? Do people do that? <laughs> do people well, melt I cheese on chicken? That's the first <laughs> okay. level that's, of analysis. That's what I your takeaway like was. Uh, the second, you though, know, it might be good. You yeah. Don't know. <laughs> so here's what KFC said, and I, and I take them at their word because this is deeply embarrassing. They withdrew. Yeah. They withdrew the notification. What they had is a system that apparently automatically pulled holidays off the calendar and plugged them into promotional ads and then sent them out on the app. What they didn't differentiate between holidays. So yeah. I get you would get anything you know, on the calendar. It's like, well, let's make happy sure Valentine's Day. Yeah. Get some crispy chicken. It's grandparents day. Wow. But, well, but, but it's like, I think you got to fix this. It would be sort of like this happening in the U.S. If it's like happy September 11th, come out and get your cheesy yeah. chicken. Like, well, ooh, people, God. people yes. do that. There's been a couple of people that have done that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you know what is most exciting for me? What? I now know what I'm going to be eating while I'm watching Casey <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Wearing my Yeezys. We've now completed Jamie's evening. TBRing oh. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and on that note, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. 